Good morning and welcome to Flat Springs Baptist Church. Today is Baptist Men's Day. So we thank each and every one of you coming. Our guest, we uh, welcome you. We're glad to have you here with us today. We have uh, a few announcements. Please look over your bulletin, read your bulletin. Uh, the prayer list, of course, we have uh, Karen Campbell who's here. It's the wife of Harold Campbell. Some of you guys may remember Harold. Uh, want to keep uh, the family of Grace Helton lifted up as Chris's uh, mother. Uh, Anthony Harrington had surgery and has anticipated surgery coming up. Want to keep Anthony lifted up. The prayer list, it's a job. It's a pleasurable job. Take this list and pray for people that you know that's not on our list and the ones that are on our list. It makes it for a uh, interesting week to be able to pray for other people because you know people are praying for you. Uh, Monday night conversations. This week they're going to be talking about does prayer change the mind of God? And if not, why do we pray? That will be an interesting conversation, I'm sure. So I'd like to keep that up. Uh, and of course, uh, for those of you that want to attend the Experience in God, uh, knowing and doing the will of God, please get your money in by next Sunday. And here again, this is just stuff that's in the, in the bulletin. We have 15 people who are off with the youth at a uh, TVR camp. They'll be coming back tomorrow. Please keep that entire group lifted up in our prayers. Uh, the church gift statements or in the small kitchen over in the educational section, please go by and pick yours up if you've not done so. Uh, and Lisa has an announcement that she would like to make. Just a couple of announcements that are not in the, uh, well, one is in the bulletin, one is not. Uh, this Saturday, for anybody that is interested, we have a group of ladies that are going to the Cheesecake Factory at the mall in Raleigh, Northgate. I mean, uh, Crabtree. So if you're interested, just give me a call. My name is in the church directory, um, or Luann. Um, we're going to take the ladies, and we're going to go have a good time at the Cheesecake Factory. Some people have never been, and we're going to go um, experience that together. And then the other is in the atrium, we have the sign-up for the ladies' retreat. If you know of anybody that might be interested outside the church or inside the church that might enjoy that, uh, please make note of that as well. Thank you. We have at Flat Springs, for those of you that are visiting, a fantastic choir. They sing from the heart, and they do, in fact, make joyful music to worship God. Today, <laughs> the men are going to do their best. Brad's going to lead them, so uh, it's going to be a great day. Any day that you come, any time that you come and spend time worshiping God and praising Him, it's a wonderful time. So with that, pray with me, please. Our most gracious Heavenly Father, you have given us a wonderful day. Every day that you give us is wonderful, but today is a wonderful day to come into your house 
and allow the men to step forward and praise you. Now, Father, we ask that you might be with Lewis today and through his mouth send words to our hearts. Father, we ask that you might be with those that are on our sick list. We can't begin to know them all. You do. So, Father, when we pray for those that are sick, those that are hurting, those that need your healing hand, those that need your soothing hand, we're not only including the ones we know, we're including the ones that you know. For it's our job to love our brothers as we love ourselves. Now, Father, we ask that you might be with us, lead us, guide us, and direct us to be the Christians that you would have us be. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you'll stand, turn in your hymnals to 497. We are going to sing the first and last verse of The Master Hath Come. Yeah. Uh -huh. 
service here on this very special service of Baptist Men's Day. And we want to remember all those that are hurting in the world, Lord, the sick, the needy. You know what they need, Lord. Be with them in this hurting world. Let your light shine upon us and through us to be a light in this world. Bless this offering. Use it for your glory. Bless us now, Lord, and thank you for sending your son to die for us. In Christ's name we pray. God sent his son, they called him Jesus, he came to love, heal and forgive, he came and died. My Savior lives because he lives. I can face tomorrow because he lives. All fear is gone and I may know and life is worth the living just because he lives because he lives I can face tomorrow because he lives all fear is gone because I know he holds the future and life is worth the living just because he
you'll be seated. Uh, this next song is not in your bulletin. It was a special request. Um, they came in late, so it's not in your bulletin. And our brother Fat Gaines stepped up. So uh, enjoy. Oh, Bonin. I got through on the bus. <laughs> Jimmy asked me, then Jimmy leaves. He don't even come today. Uh, no, it's special. Uh, 15 years ago today, uh, Mama passed. So this was one of the songs that we had there too, Chris. And I hope I do it justice, uh, buddy. <clears throat> I'm kind of homesick for a country to which I've never been before. No sad goodbyes will there be spoken. For time won't matter anymore. Beulah land, I am longing for you. And someday on thee I'll stand. There my home shall be eternal Beulah land sweet Beulah land Beulah land itself is uh, you can go back years ago and some of the authors will tell you that uh, Beulah land itself was a place where across the river the Lord had went on and built the mansions and stuff. And every Sunday, when Gary comes down, and hope of the day when Lewis has that call, that somebody will reach out. To get to that Beulah land, you gotta accept him. And I give it to Gary every week when he opens the whole thing up and you can come and just accept the good Lord. It's so easy to do and then the hard work is laid out, and you're going to find that one place. And this last verse here, uh, listen to the, the verse of it. It's, it's uh, like Gary said this morning, we're going to take that heavenly flight. <clears throat> I'm looking now across the river where my faith will end in sight there's just a few more days to labor than I will take my heavenly flight Beulah land I am longing for you and someday on 
on thee I'll stand There my home shall be eternal Beulah land, sweet Beulah land Now, if you'll stand with me, sing 495, Serve the Lord with Gladness, again, verses 1 and 3. All right, we got a surprise uh, person bringing children's church today, don't we? Right? It's not Ms. Taylor, is it? That's right. But I know most of you anyway. Anybody know what today is, this Sunday is? Men's Day. Yes, correct. Good job. Baptist Men's Day. Anybody know what Baptist men do? Well, I got a little idea right here, don't I? You see all those tools right there? Well, Baptist men is men of the church when they lead us in worship. You know, they're singing in the choir. What else? Ushering. Someone's going to bring what? A testimony. Some have prayer. Some read scripture from the Bible. And they do a little bit of other things too, don't they? Anybody want to know about any tools? Nobody's asked about my tools, have they? Anybody like tools? Most men like tools. A lot of other people like tools too. I like, Kim knows, I love tools. You got to have a tool to do all kinds of stuff. So I got a lot, the Baptist men use these things, do a lot of stuff. During the year, Baptist men go and do, uh, for families, they build stuff. They help them with their roofs if they got a leak. Um, they clean their yards and stuff like that. They paint. 
they've been to, uh, some of us have been, and women, been to Mississippi when they had a hurricane down there. We've been to the coast and did work. We've been to Goldsboro where it's flooded. Baptist men go and do a lot of stuff everywhere. Clean, what? You too. I see that, Bo. So, and they also go once a month, they go to uh, Ron McDonald House and cook up there for families up there that stay when their kids are sick in the hospital and they stay for a week or a month. They go up there every month and cook for them. So they do a little bit of everything. Why do you think these Baptist men go and do? They leave their families, they spend time away from their families, and they go, you know, sweaty work sometimes and hard. Why do you think they go? Well, I don't think they really do it for money, but maybe anything else. What do you, what do you, it'd be nice. Well, that's another story. But uh, anyway, why do you think they would go out of, out of town and maybe leave their families to go help other families? Why would they go help other families? Why do you think? To take care of them. That's right. We've got a verse that uh, we're talking about for Baptist men this, week, this month. It's uh, out of 2 Corinthians. It's verse 5, verse 14a. It says, for Christ's love compels us. I'm going to ask y'all a big, does anybody know what compel means? Might be some adults might not know that either. <laughs> compels. Compels is uh, to be made to do something that we may not want to do. Is there some things you, you kind of have to do, somebody makes you do, that you really don't want to do? Everybody like to brush your teeth? Oh, you do? Okay, I hear you. He's, some of you, I, you like to brush your teeth? Some don't, do they? But you're compelled to. Who compels you? Your mom or dad, maybe? Right. We're, she, oh, I, I know, right. He's somewhere else, that's right. What else do you have to do? What, what else do you do? Does anybody have, like, schoolwork or homework? Can? Are you compelled to do that? What compels you to do that? Your parents, or maybe just to get a good grade. You'd like to have a good grade, and maybe that's why you do it, right? Right. What else? How about cleaning up your room? Anybody like to clean the room up? Al, you like to clean your room up? No. Are you compelled to clean your room up? Sometimes somebody compels you to clean your room up, right? Yeah. If you don't clean your room up, what happens? You might not get to play, or you might not get to watch TV or something, or you might not get to play, a, what, a video game or something like that? You might get in time out. Wow. Okay. I got that. All right. Well... The Baptist men, they are compelled to go and do these things because Jesus loved us first. They may be tired or too busy to go and do his work, but they go anyway because they're trying to serve God and because God loved us first. So they're trying to love other people too. That's what we're supposed to be. That's supposed to, that's supposed to be how we do, okay? Let me say a prayer. How about that real quick? Since, Dear God, since you loved us and we love you, we're compelled to do what you need us to do, even though we don't feel like it. Thank you for giving us work to do to spread your word and name everywhere. Amen. I didn't even go over my tools. I'm sorry. I got so excited. I'm sorry. Didn't nobody ask about my tools. It's okay.
That's all right. If, it, if you didn't get anything else out today, the music's been awesome. Yeah, even you, Fab. Oh, <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, everybody. Now, if we'll stand and sing, oh, I guess one time through, 380 in the family of God.
going to be nice and easy. I'm a Sunday school teacher in my class. They're all brothers and sisters. I know every one of them. I know they're all born again believers. I know where they're all going. I don't have that honor here. I don't know all of y'all that well. I come today telling you that it's later than you think. If you remember, we just studied from Matthew's gospel and Jesus was giving them the signs and his bottom line was, be ready. That's my line for the day, be ready. So it's later than you think. Then the theme of the day was family and about everything we done, the family of God, all of that. I'm going to tell you that if you're a born-again believer, you're in my family. You're my brother and my sister. I'm going to tell you in a second or two about my family. We're all proud of family. And they black sheep in every bunch. I hate it. That's life. <clears throat> I don't know what God's going to tell you today. Uh, the devil's trying to tangle my throat up and all, but we'll, we'll get through it. So it's later than you think. Family and things are not what they seem. They started off singing the, to the work. Then they said salvation is free. What happened? Well, some of you say, <clears throat> I've accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Me too. I love the Savior part. I'm going to heaven. I got all that. But you forgot part. He's Lord. Landlord, you know, the people get the rent. He's Lord also. So we got to remember that. So anyhow, as a Sunday school teacher, I cheat. If there's something I want to know, and I can't find it. I asked my kids, and my kids are in their 70s, 80s, and 90s. They ought to know. So I'll ask y'all. Ever since I was a kid, they told me all along, it'll soon be 2,000 years since Jesus came. What time is it? No, other. You've had to Google this, I don't know. But if you'll go back through your books, you'll find that Jesus was born in 4 B.C. I don't agree. It don't matter. Personal opinion. He's special. I think he was born zero, right in the middle of the line. He won't B.C. How can he be before Christ and be born? Well, he won't A.D. because he won't dead yet. But y'all tell me, and what I really want to know is, I like Christmas, and Santa Claus gets all the credit, and in January, I get the bills. <laughs> I don't like that part of Christmas. I like, and I don't like, the crucifixion. And I like it even less now, because I know who put him up there, and I don't like that. But uh, I own up to it. It was my fault. But what I really like is Easter Sunday, I love the resurrection. 
So the reason I want to know is my books say that Jesus died about A.D. 30. So I want to have a blowout celebration for Jesus' 2000th resurrection year. What year is that? Well, it's got to be now pretty close. How many in here are followers of the Left Behind books? Okay. Dr. Tim LaHaye got in there and he said, you know, he's a smart man. He said, I know better than tell you when he's coming back. But he said, it looked to me like the year 2032-33 looks good. And he said, what I'm going by is China's coming to power, Russia's getting to come back after Afghanistan, the uh, North Koreans are rattling their sabers, Iran is all upset, the world situation, he said, it looks ripe for the Savior to return. And he said, looks like to him a good time would be this 2032-33. Well, I'll tell you in a minute, a part of my age, if you remember the scripture, it says in Psalm 90:10 that we're each assigned three score and ten, and that's 70. I done got past there. <laughs> well, it says if you read a little further down, if you're strong, you can go to four score. I'm so close, I'm bumping. So I'm going to tell you in a minute about my family. Five generations. Y'all got plenty of time. Uh, I'm going to tell you about five generations of my family, and I'm proud of all of them. But, uh, yes, we had black sheep in the family. They wouldn't think we had alcoholics in our bunch. We didn't have druggies much, in, but it was alcohol. It was doing them in. We had some of them. We had some divorced. Some living together as family. We love them, but uh, we got five generations that I know of. My son's in the balcony, that's one. You know him, the firefighter, and uh, he probably come and rescued you. He was on the rescue squad and all that, you know him. Uh, we're not going to women folks, but uh, I got a daughter that's available and a son that's available. That's another, that's another story for another. I got three ex-son-in-laws, and you can have all three of them. <laughs> but I got a son-in-law you can't have. That's, that, that took, but anyhow, I'm going to tell you about my family briefly. And uh, family is special to God. So it's me and Linda, and you know Linda, she's most of the time, she's in the nursery. She can't come up in the lower grade. She's, that's okay. But uh, anyhow, you know Linda and you know me, and I won't stop right now and thank y'all for the prayer. Y'all are my family, and y'all brought her through 14 major surgeries. She's not supposed to be here. And I got a big mouth, and I'll warn you, she was going into surgery number four. One, two, and three didn't work. They had tried the angioplasty. That, that was a new thing then. That didn't work. Oh, she's got the Phillips mesh 
If they warn you about, she had that put in. That was a new thing. Y'all prayed her through all of that. She got by all of that, and uh, now she's doing better. So I, I thank you for all the prayers. But the, the big mouth part was she was going into surgery, and they'd already given her the first shot, so she was a little woozy. And then she was crying, and she had small children at home. And she said, I don't know where I'm going to make this one or not. And I said, dear, don't worry about it. I said, they give you a shot, you're going to sleep. You'll wake up here and after a while, or you'll wake up yonder, don't matter. Don't, don't tell that to a woman with kids. <laughs> Learn by some of my mistakes. But anyhow, we went on from there. We got y'all prayed her through all of that. You prayed Larry through open heart surgery last September, uh, multiple bypasses and that. Your family, that's what you do. So that's my whole talk today. It's later than you think in his family. Then if you go back, oh, we've got to calling on the old folks now. You remember Clarence and Lucy Bell Kelly, a lot of you do. Daddy was a Sunday school teacher and he was a deacon. Uh, you remember Mama was a Sunday school teacher. She taught some of you girls, women now, but uh, if you go to tell it, I'll know your age, but Mama taught a long time ago, 13 to the 15 year olds. And uh, when they took driver's ed, she knew you soon to lose them. So, but anyhow, that's my share of the family. Well, Mr. Kelly, you can't know five generations. I don't even know for sure who my mama, well, I know who my mama is. I don't know who for sure daddy was. This is a new world. And I told you, there's some strange things going on in our world, and I don't like them. And I'll make you mad at me right now. One thing I don't like is we have took the love that belongs to mama and daddy, brother and sister, your brother and sisters in church, your children, you took the money and all of that, and you give it to the dogs. I don't like that. You need to reevaluate what you do with your resources. But that's, anyhow, gotta love, that's what brothers and sisters, they love you anyway. We can all have their opinion. Uh, like I told you, the song to the work, salvation, things are. Uh, we still got grandparents to go, but I got to get out in the world a minute. All this mess that's going on at Raleigh and Durham and Chapel Hill and Fedville, aren't you glad it's not going here, all of this killing? Why in the world is all of that? Well, our smart people say, where God is not known, life has little value. Them people will pop you and... They don't know God. They don't have a clue. When they just popped him, they don't have a clue where he's going. But if he's not saved, you know where he's going. But they don't care. But uh, anyhow, that's, what's, that's one of the things I don't like about this world. But uh, moving along, anyhow, I couldn't know that many generations. But see, when Daddy was 16, he decided it was time to get married. So he married Mama at 14. So it kind of gave me an early start in life. But uh, anyway, a lot of you here will remember Pa Kelly and Granny. Do you know Court Curtis Kelly and Floor 
And Flora had a sister named Ora Bridges, Ora Bridges Sunday School class. Imagine that. It was Ora and Flora, and they had another sister. And since we're talking about family, she had a sister out of Burlington named Vladda, married to Ellington. And when Grandma was coming along, having her own family, you know how it is, she had two children of her own. Her sister wound up on her deathbed. In them days, they had a disease called a consumption. It would have been the C word if they did, but they got the wrong. They didn't, they didn't understand. Some of them called it wasting disease. But she was on her deathbed, and she had a love for Grandma, so she made Grandma promise her on her deathbed that she would raise her daughter. So I was talking with Bobby Hurley, and they remember her. Y'all have heard the name Josephine Ellington. Okay, that was Mama's, Grandma's, sister's daughter that Grandma raised. Well, what difference does this make? Well, this Josephine that Grandma raised had three sons and a daughter, Richard, Barney, and Mike. And Mike married Mary Shaw's son. Family, you're all family. But I don't care if it's not blood kin. I told you how to get in. I still got some vacancies. But your brothers and sisters, and I'll explain that to you a little better in a second, but your brothers and sisters anyway. So that was the, that side of the family. And would you believe that Grandma was a Bridges? She was some of Tom Bridges's, probably Tom's aunt. Live right over here, past the daycare, over there on the hill. That's where my family, we're tied in with the Johnsons, Jacksons. Uh, if you cuss one of us, you better, and, and it's doing it somebody, you better be careful. It'll come back at you. Well, hey, that's my cousin. Be, we're all family. Randy was telling the Baptist men this morning, I wish you'd have been in there. He was thanking the church family for being who they were. He didn't know he had a church family like this until Tina died a couple of weeks ago. And the letters and the food came and the preacher came and y'all came. and the, Yes, that's your family. That's what y'all do. But uh, anyhow, I wish you'd have been there. You missed a good breakfast anyway. But anyhow, we're back on Paul Kelly. Granny was special. Pa was a Sunday school superintendent and a deacon also. Then, I'm going to take you back one more generation. Well, can't nobody know then. Yeah. The next generation, he was R.S. Kelly, Rufus Sylvester. Had a wife named Dina, and I didn't get to know her. She died before, way before my time. But like Moses... On his second time around, he married a foreigner. And this time, it wasn't really a foreigner foreigner. Uh, I don't see Peggy anywhere, but Peggy would know him. It was Peggy's grandma and granddaddy. It was my great-grandma and granddaddy, but uh, it was Peggy's grandma and granddaddy. And when she remarried, when he remarried, he married a uh, Native American. And I don't remember if she was full-blooded Seminole or Cherokee, but she was one or the other. 
But the reason I tell you all about family and all of this is you're in my family too. And I'm going to tell you how you get there. And if you remember, I told you a minute ago, you accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. And we welcome the Savior. We're looking forward to heaven and the place he's got for us. But he's Lord too. And if he's Lord of your life, but if you remember, and I'm going to back up and tell you how you got there. And my favorite way, Pastor Gary likes to go the Roman road. I go ABC. I'm simple-minded. So if you remember the ABC method of salvation, it's first, just like the Roman road, <clears throat> you admit you're a sinner. Is anybody in here that ain't seen? I'd like to meet you. Or meet me here at the church. I want to see one of you. Uh, we don't want to discuss them. And then, too, we're supposed to confess those. Not to me. Don't tell me. what I know what you've done. I know what I think you've done. That, that don't matter. You're supposed to confess it to the Father. So, anyway, it's A, admit you're a sinner. B, is believe. Believe that Jesus came and did what he said he did. We know he went to the cross. We know who put him there. Okay, I'm going to share a short bit of ground with you. Billy Graham, and it'll make you mad. Billy Graham said you're as close to God as you want to be. You try that on. Oh, well, Mr. Mr. I want to hug you. Well, Billy Graham said if you'd have took your ladder and laid it against the cross, climbed up there while he was there, and reached to hug him, he'd have pulled his hands off the nails and hugged you before you got there. Those Bible scholars in here, you read the book, and God said, if you will, I will. And you remember when you were a kid, you done the same thing on the dare. It was always you go first. God always went first. And he always did what he said he would do. So, anyway, you're as close to God as you want to be. We know who put him on the cross. It's our fault. Sin done it. So, we believe. Then, you're supposed to believe with faith. So, now, I'm going to give you a Dwight L. Moody and Dwight L. Moody, when he was up and learning and up and coming, he wound up a big evangelist. Well, when he was learning, it was his habit when he went to bed at night, got ready, he stuck his thumb in his Bible, and wherever he opened it to, he read. And he read in there, Pastor Gary's favorite area. You remember when the man come running up to Jesus, and he said, Good master, would you please heal my child? She said, they, they're dying. And Jesus turned it back and said, you believe I can do this? And he said, yes, I believe, but help my unbelief. So Brother Dwight closed that book, and he smiled, and he turned over and got in his bed, and he said, God, I know what you said about the mustard seed. He said, give me a butter, you know that big butter bean? He said, give me that big butter bean. But he didn't sleep good that night. He rolled and tumbled. The next morning, he usually got up about 9, 8.30 or 9. He got up that morning at 4, and he didn't feel no different. You remember Pastor Billy Graham? You remember Mother Teresa? Brother Billy Graham said, 
Lord, speak to me. Tell me what you want me to do. I want you to, I want you to increase my faith. Tell me what's going on. And he said he went to bed, got up the next morning. No different. He said God had never spoke to him in his life. But he said he got up, done his normal routine, walked out to the mailbox and opened the mailbox, and there was a letter. And it was wanting him to come and preach at another place. Mother Teresa said she'd done the same prayer. She said, Lord, tell me what you want me to do. Speak to me. And she said she went to bed that night, and she got up the next morning. She opened the door, and there were all the poor people of India wanting a cup of tea and a piece of bread. So God never spoke to her, but Billy Graham got a letter, and she got more poor people. That's the way it goes. So, anyhow, we're going to move along. We got to A, we got to B. We're in our belief. We got to Reverend Moody. He's Dwight. The next morning he woke up and I said, he, there was no change. So he went back. Being up at four o'clock, nothing to do. He opened his Bible again. And this time he stuck his thumb into Romans 9, 17. And he looked in there and it said, faith comes by the hearing. Your faith will be increased by what the men sang this morning to the work. By the words, God come through me, what Randy had to say, what Davis had to say, what Pastor Gary's got to say. So we got to get on back now. We got to the B, we got to believe, and we do. So when you believe, the father turned to the son and said, Father, they came to me and they confessed their sins to me. So my blood will heal and cover a multitude of sin so they're mine now. And he said, well, fine. Son, if they're yours, they're mine. So I'm going to adopt them. So we're all adopted into the family of God. We're all brothers and sisters in God. Sometimes we don't act like it. But anyhow, you, you get reminders from time to time. Randy told us this morning, I went to Westfield last week. I was going to go see somebody and wound up with a cubby shot. You know, we got Ernie and uh, who all have we got? Ernie, uh, Shirley Brooks, uh, Bill, Joanne Thomas, and uh, Pete Saunders. We got brothers and sisters all around. That's, that's what we do uh, to the work. Salvation is not free. Look what it cost him. Look who put him there. So the C is commit. Go and spend your life. And things are not what they seem. I told you I don't like the dog situation in the world. We're, we're taking too much time, too much money, too much. We're putting our emphasis in the wrong place. We're giving the love of God to the animals. At least we got the love and we're sharing it. It could be worse. But things are not what they seem. Here a while back, we had the 410 project. So, for lack of something to do, I'm a Baptist man. Ask for it. They don't volunteer. Y'all don't volunteer for nothing. 
They're willing to help, but they won't volunteer. Anyhow, I wouldn't volunteer for nothing, but I told Maureen, I said, Maureen, you're toting the whole church on, between you and Stephanie, y'all are toting the whole church on your back. What can I do for you? And Stephanie said, uh, uh, Maureen said, uh, don't, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you to Crystal Smith. She needs you on the dental bus. Okay, whatever y'all. Um, I have told Pastor Taylor and others too, this is another story. But you need to go through the Bible. You need to teach the children. They need to know Jesus loves me. That's right off the bat. They need to know why, how. The Bible tells me so. That's how. Then you need to know John 3, 16 and other things. But you need to go through the Bible and look at a character. And my middle name was David. And I said, I'll, I'll be like, I've got to read. No. I, I well, you need to be like Jesus. Well, yes. I, no. I, I, I don't believe I could take that lick. But you, so I finally settled on a character in the Bible for me. You remember the triumphal entry, and before he went in, Jesus said, walk up the village here, and you'll find a coat tied to a pole. He said, bring him. And he said, if somebody should stop you for some reason or other, just tell them the master has need of him. I can't think of a greater calling in my life. So I'm slow to volunteer, but I'll be the mule. You just... And then after that, he wasn't asked to do it. The Bible didn't say he was ever asked to do another thing, but you can bet on it. But, uh, anyway, I helped Maureen, and she gave me the crystal. And I got up to the dental bus, and things are truly not what you've seen and what you think. They came up to the first row, and you filled out your paper. You wanted dental work done, and it was free. You come up to the second table, they took your blood pressure to see if you could survive getting your teeth worked on. Anyhow, I wasn't on that table, but uh, me and Barbara Rosser was on the next table over. It's a good table. We just had a form to fill out. And the top of the form said, are you a church member? Are you a born again believer? All these questions. Do you attend church? Yearly, week, monthly, weekly? Lady brought one to me and I, Okay, I come down through there. She, born again believer, goes to church every week. Then I got down to the next blank. He says, "What's the name of your church?" I said, "Lady, what's the name of your church?" She got on her phone. She had to go in the in the phone to see what the name of her church was that she goes and been going for the last four years. Things are not what they seem, folks. Some of us. It's later than you think, and we're not ready. But I still had a, a highlight of my day. Little guy come up, his mouth all messed up. He couldn't talk good. Sound like me today, croaky. I talked to him. I said, "What's your name?" And he was Hispanic, and I didn't get. I don't hear well anyway. I didn't. I didn't get it all. I said, "Spell it for me." His wife over there was grinning. He said, "J E S U S." I usually go. That's where the hair went. I stood up and shook his hand. I said, I always wanted to meet you in person. And he was just grinning from ear to ear. But he was a born-again believer, and he had a Hispanic church on there. But uh, anyway, I learned a lot during that 14 week. Uh, went with the pastor down to Prayer Walk, Copper Ridge. 
met Heidi. Didn't want nothing to do with us. That's, that's okay. But finally, she come to the door. We said, who are you? She told us, where are you? Who are you? And she wouldn't open the door. We had a door hanger on her door. Finally, from Flat Springs Baptist Church, she opened the door then. She said, you know, I've been here almost nine years, and y'all the first people that have ever asked me to go to a church. So, well, Heidi, welcome to the, here's the pastor, Flat Springs Baptist Church. We nice to meet you. Glad to meet you. And uh, she got ready to go. She still didn't really want nothing to do. Y'all wouldn't happen to do Bible studies, would you? And we said, yeah, Heidi, we do. And this paper will tell you our WW dot, you know, all of that stuff. So uh, we shared God's love through Copper Ridge. Maureen, she's already been to Doe Run, to, to uh, Friendship Village. She wants to do prayer walk on Doe Run. She also, I've been with her. I'm a little mule once in a while. She, she, she has need of me once in a while, and that, I'm glad. Uh, she's about to work David to death, but that's, that's, okay. that's okay. She volunteers, and David does. That's, 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 it gets done, don't it? If anybody else wouldn't get done. So she's wanting to do some prayer walking in some other places, and she does the buses, and she does the flags at all the schools. I've been with her. Uh, she prays for the teachers and the principals and all of them. And there's plenty to do, but anyhow, it's later than you think, and it's time to get on with it. So now you know that when you accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you become one of our family. You're one of us. You're a part of the family of God. But also, to the work, salvation is free. It costs God, it costs Jesus a bunch. It's a little costly and it's a little inconvenient, and it's, but it was more than inconvenient to him. So we owe. So anyway, we'll uh, turn it back over to the pastor. I had seven, eight more questions. I wanted to give you a bunch of homework. And uh, like, uh, Got a question for you. I was going to put it on you. I wanted to know in Revelation chapter 3, verse 20, the seven churches that John took the letter to. If you were a Bible scholar and read in the books, you'd find that two of those churches no longer exist. There's only the five left today. So Jesus, through John, sent this letter to the seven churches, and he told Somebody there, behold, I stand at the door and knock. Was he talking to the pastor or the, who was he talking to at that church? And he also told them, I wish that you were either hot or cold and you're neither one. And if you're neither, I'm going to spew you out of my mouth. And I told you the church don't exist today. You're getting the same call either be hot or cold. Once you got in this family, family has responsibility. And it's, it's, it's free, but it's not free. But now, Mr. Kelly, I'm, I know what Paul says. And Paul says, salvation is by grace, a free gift from God, lest you, you would boast by what the works you've done. 
But then along come Brother James, and he said, faith without works is dead. Are they contradicting? No, they're complimenting. Because Paul lived it. And he said, I'd never take none of these people's money. I was a tent maker for a living. I've I done my job without pay. So salvation is free. You come down to that aisle today, salvation is free. But when you leave that aisle, to the work. With that, I'm going to turn it over to Pastor Gary. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, we are family. We are grateful for that reality. Lord, we have worshipped you through music and through prayer. We have shared with our children and we have heard from the heart of a very faithful member of our church from your word. And Heavenly Father, now we come to a point of decision because worship always brings us to a decision, to a choice. And every one of us will make one. We'll make more than one. But Lord, the call is to the work. And we end it with an invitation that reminds us as we're going to sing, Lord, as part of our admitting and believing and committing and confessing that Jesus paid it all. And all to him, all to you, O oh God, we owe. Thank you for Flat Springs. Thank you for the family. Thank you for brothers and sisters. Thank you for the sharing of life and the burdens of life and the challenges of life and celebrating the joys of life together as believers, as brothers, and as sisters. And Lord, if there's one here today who needs to come and make a decision, you spoke to them through every way you speak in worship, then our prayer is as we open this altar that whosoever will who needs to might come today. If there's one who needs to come and confess you as Lord and Savior, maybe join the church, they'd come while we sing this song. If there's one who needs to come and just kneel and pray and confess, Lord, that that one would come. If there's one who just hears you saying very clearly of an area in their life where they need to be moving closer to you and your spirit is drawing them to you, then, oh God, may we come. And Lord, whether we make public or private decisions, may we first just be faithful to your spirit as you lead us. You'll tell us whether to come or whether to stay. But Lord, your spirit always invites us into the family and to go deeper with the family. So Lord, you know our need. We offer ourselves to you. Our prayers in Jesus' name, amen. Our closing hymn is page 134 of 380, is that right? No, that was 134. 134, I thought that was right. Jesus paid it all. This morning, if the Lord has spoken to your heart and you need to make a decision, whatever that might be, we want to invite you at this time as we stand together and sing to make that decision. Would you stand? Child of 
watch and pray. Find in me thine all in all. Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. seated for just a second. Layla, come and stand with me. I don't know how long Layla has been coming to our GAs. Allie got her to come. Isn't that how we're supposed to do it? Invite our folks to come. But she and I and Miss Taylor have talked on a couple of occasions and she comes today professing Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior. She admits and she believes and today she comes to commit. And uh, so and we're going to have a baptism next Sunday. Isn't that exciting? And so, if you would, do I hear a motion that we receive her after her baptism into our church family? Motions and, Motions and seconds. If you would join me in welcoming her, would you indicate that by saying hallelujah? Hallelujah. Layla, as your new pastor now, officially, we want to welcome you because you've just started a tremendous journey. That uh, now, as, as Brother Lewis said, the salvation's free, but now it's to the work. And we're going to help you do that. And you know what? We're going to be a better church because you're a part of us. And we're going to help you, and you're going to help us. And we're excited about that. I'm going to ask you to stand with me at the door. And I know, uh, again, if you don't have a cold or any kind of germ, <laughs> you're going to welcome her into our church. Give me a lot of hugs, I got a feeling. But anyway. Uh, and you'll be praying for when you make that commitment because now you've got a lot of brothers and sisters, uncles and aunts of folks who will love you and care for you as you continue this marvelous journey. The Bible says that all the angels in heaven are rejoicing when one comes and makes this decision, so we rejoice with it. You may stand with me. It has been a good day to be in the house of the Lord. I want to thank, uh, man, we got some singers, don't we? How about that? We have been blessed this day. Uh, Lewis, thank you for sharing from your heart and the word that God brought through you. I'm going to ask you to stand with us back here too, uh, and I know you'll want to express your appreciation to Lewis. And if he made any mistakes, you correct him right there at the door, okay? Get him straight. If he got any of the genealogy wrong or anything like that, you, you get him straight. What a wonderful part it is to be in Deep River, which is a lot of family, but it is nothing like the family that is at Flat Springs Baptist Church when we are brothers and sisters. Thank you for being my brother and my sister. I, I think I'm going to do the closing prayer and the men are going to sing. I don't remember that it, Randy, nothing else. We're good. And now, as we leave this place, may we do so in God's peace.
and in his power and in his abiding presence that we might be his people in the midst of all his people. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, I thank you for Layla and the decision that she has made publicly today. Lord, she's not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of you, our God, and the salvation. And so, Lord, we pray for her as she begins this journey of faith that we might be able to help her and her family as they grow in that faith, Lord, to be all that you've created her to be. And we just, we're just so thankful, Lord, for this day. And Lord, would you take all that's been said and sung and all the praises that have been offered and may it strengthen us as we go from this place that we might be salt and light in the world that you've called us to be. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Come on.